This is an ABC podcast. Roots and Shoots with Sabrina Hahn and Christine Layton on ABC Radio Perth and WA. Oh, yes. Good morning, WA. Hello, Sab. Well, good morning, Steens. You're looking pretty good. Yeah, the only show around where you get to yell rhubarb, rhubarb, rhubarb on the text line and it's a completely normal thing. (laughs) I just... Transforms after nine o'clock, and I don't <laughs> recognise it. It's wonderful, and we're going to get to them very soon. Zero four three seven nine double two seven twenty, or give us a buzz thirteen hundred triple two seven twenty. Now, last week uh, you you were slightly perturbed uh, from all the reversing sirens and other things yes. that were going on in your neighbourhood. Yes, so I'll carry on with the the joy of living with urban infill. Mm. It's uh, you know it's something that not not everyone gets to experience, which I think they they should because then they'd be having stern words with Oc Health and Safety that need to put reversing beepers <laughs> on every piece of equipment when it's on a 1,000 square metre flat block and apparently people don't see a 10 tonne loader reversing towards them. Now that you've pointed this out to me, I've realised that it happens with more vehicles. Everything. Um, courier vehicles. They, they always wake my baby up. I yep. didn't know what it was and it's just... Every vehicle. Yeah, yeah. Because... When did that change? Somebody tell us. Do <laughs> you know when it changed scenes? It mm. changed when people were so stupid that... Instead of looking up from their mobile phone, they didn't notice when things were reversing into them. They're they're smartphones and they make us dumber sometimes. But there's more joy when you're in urban infill. Because what happens, because you have all the trucks and the loaders and cement. So I had the cement trucks this morning. So they're not allowed to actually do any construction work until 7.30. But the trucks do rock up at 6.00 to 6.30. So you don't actually get the joy of the reversing neep, neep, neeps until 7.30. But up until then, they keep the engines running on the trucks and the cement mixer and everything else. What you do get the joy of is actually some very deep philosophical conversations of the contractors on what they're either doing this weekend, haven't done last weekend, how they scored, and that could be women drugs, anything, um, their family situation, uh, it's, 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 it's revealing. Wow. So it's kind of like in-depth journalism with (laughs) you standing out in your front because there's no point in staying in bed pretending you'll sleep. Do they realise how loud they're being? Uh, I I don't think so because some of the conversations are quite... Candid. Yes. Okay. All right. So do any contractors out there, <laughs> any subbies, tradies, if, how many metres are we talking, Sabrina? Uh, five metres oh, wow. from my bedroom. Right. Okay. Door. Um, yep. Uh, but uh, I have to say I sometimes I've come away thinking, God, my life is so dull. No, your life isn't dull. I don't believe that for a second. You were just over in the UK, you know, running gardening shows that Australians wouldn't dream of. Even though Mm. you're from here, you're Mm. a master of their wares. So no, you've got you got a good one. But we, but I have to tell you, Steens, we've got some fans out there. So I want to get big shout out to Southern Cross because I was at a nursery yesterday. Because I got, I get bored with the garden and the indoor plants, so I have to go and buy more just to <laughs> bring joy to my life. I've seen life. you do that at our photo <laughs> shoot. <laughs> um, so I met a couple from Southern Cross, and they're big fans of this program. Wonderful. Um, and so I was explaining to them, I used to live in Marvellous Lock for a year. Oh yeah. Uh, and the country people love our program because it's so deep and meaningful. You and they beauty. said keep it up. <laughs> so what have we done? Complain <laughs> about loud noises to start the program. Glad that we can please you. 1300 720. Give us a call. Let's kick it off with Richard who's in Caratha. Good morning Richard. Good morning. Uh, thanks for taking my call. I love your show as, as many people do I think. Thank, Thank you, you Richard. Um I've, I've got an unusual problem. I've actually got advice from Sabrina before when you were up here for a local festival once. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. Love my calipers by telling me what to spray on. Ah, them, but, yes. Uh, <laughs> um, I've got an unusual problem. I need to pre- prepare a few pots for a long period of neglect. Well, oh, a reasonable thing, okay. Because I'm moving from Karatha to Perth. Yeah. And I've got a few pots I want to take with me. They say I'm not to water them a few days before they go in a container, so that's the start of the neglect, but then they're going to be in a container for a week. Right. 
I'm imagining I should prune most of the things off. Is there anything I can do to the soil and the pot or anything to help? Yeah, there certainly is. Okay, so pruning is a good idea, but just a little, like no more than a third, Richard. Oh, okay. That's lucky because I was going to like, I thought I'd trim it right back. Oh, no, no. Now, are they, are they, are they in big pots? It's only about 500 mil diameter, but they okay. really need to be repotted, but I, I'm not going to do it before. when I get down. I'm going to yeah, put yeah, in a yeah, yeah. Pot. They're sort of ready to get into something a bit bigger, really. Okay, so what you need to do is you need to go and get some coir potting mix or coir fibre. It's yep. coconut, shredded coconut. You can buy it in blocks. Um, or you, you used to be able to buy it at, in potting mix, but I don't know if you can get that anymore. Soak yeah, it, it, soak it in a bucket of water and a bit of seaweed solution slopped in. Make sure it's fully absorbed all the water, and yeah. then you're going to put that on the top of all the pots. So yeah. it's like sort of a, a mulch. Oh yeah, yep. Now that's going to help retain the moisture that's in the the pots already. It's very lightweight, but it'll really hold on to that moisture, and that's really the best. That's the best option for you. Oh, cool! And yep. only trim about a third of the bowl. Yeah, no more than a third. Okay, cool. Yeah, no worries. Thank okay. you very much for that, and I'll keep my fingers crossed. They they insure everything else when they travel, but yeah, they won't insure plants. Oh. Yeah, you your own risk. But yeah, I'll, that's yeah, I'll right. Do that, and uh, hopefully you're able to travel and, and arrive safely. Beautiful. Right. Godspeed. Thank you, Richard. 1300 We've got some lines free, so get in. I am going to anticipate this on the text line. At the start of your chat with Richard, there was the sound of a zipper going down. Um, it, was just a ja- <laughs> it, was, it was just a jacket, people. It was just a jacket. <laughs> I didn't want to interrupt because interrupting's rude. It's hot in here. It, is it? Well, every time I walk into the studio, it's like <laughs> it's always about five degrees warmer in here than out in the production mm. in the in the producers. I run on steam. Yeah, you sorry do. About that. I have to tell people. Should we tell them? Should oh. we tell them? Shall we give them a little inside story? I think we should be honest and transparent. That's how yeah. we roll. Um, Steens and I are sitting down. <laughs> we are sitting down. That's right. <laughs> We're on a chair. Yeah. Usually the announcers stand up and it's better for projection and energy mm. because they liken it to standing at a bar. Mm. But I think you and I would do pretty well at a bar sitting down anyway. <laughs> so, so I've we're... had years of practice. <laughs> years of practice. 1300-222-720. On the text line from Julian Cardinia. Uh, oh, no, that's about something else. Sorry about that. Let's bump up to <laughs> Barry from South Perth. Um could the borer have been the death of my lemon tree? It's just started dying, leaves curled up and it was looking healthy the week before with plenty of mm. fruit, nothing done around the roots. How soon could I plant another one in the same location as we don't have sun anywhere Ooh, else in the yeah, garden? Oh, yeah, the borer fairly hooked into that. Yep, that'll be the job because there's they're massive boreholes. So what we're seeing is a it's a tree trunk sawn in half, I assume, yeah. with what look like massive drill holes yeah. from a power drill almost. Yeah, but they're borer holes. You know what? Keep that tree stump there with those holes in it because do you know what's going to make use of those holes? Native bees. Ah. Except they're at the wrong angle and they'll fill up with water. Oh. Uh, you put a little hood over it. I put a little hood over it and see what comes into the holes. Um, now, uh, there's no problem because the borer, when you cut the tree down, they will be uh, any any grubs left are in what you've taken out and there's none down in the little holes there. So I'd leave it one month and then put in another lemon tree. Okay, thirteen hundred triple two seven twenty. John is in Dinella. Good morning, John. Good morning. Morning, John. Um, uh, I've got a garden bed that I've just cleared with self sown vinkers. Yeah, it's about two and a half meters by about five meters, and yeah. I'm just wondering what garden garden plant or flower plant you'd put in at this time of year to fill oh. up the bed. Lots of lovely things, John. So you've got all the pansies or the violas. Yeah. You've got cineraria. Right. You've got um, lobelia. Yeah. Calendula. Right. Nemesia. Are you writing all of these down, John? <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, well, Nick, well, I can remember most of them. Yeah. That's good. Um, so any of those, because they'll give you lots of... 
I tell you what's looking beautiful at the moment now are all the marguerite daisies. Okay. They look, you know, the smaller ones, the yes. little compact ones, they're looking yes. beautiful at the moment. Right. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's good, thank you. But okay. I've got one other question. Yeah. Salvia seeds. I kept a few yeah. from last year. Yeah. I've got them in an envelope. Is that the way to keep them? Or? Absolutely. Definitely, John. Either in an envelope or a glass jar. Okay. And to, and to put the... To start propagating, when would I... Well, I'd leave it till spring, John. It needs to be a bit warmer and the soil temperature needs to be warmer. Okay, good. Yep. Well, thanks very much. Okay, thanks, thanks John. John. 1300 720 On the text line from Mike in York, I bought your juicy little book of citrus and I'm wondering if it's too late to do the method of rehab for ne- neglected trees on this poor little bugger. Picture <laughs> to follow. Oh. Ooh. Uh, never too late to cut back uh, a tree that's 98% dead. <laughs> With a little green shoot uh, it's in got the a middle. Tiny. No, no, definitely hook into that now. Um, now, Mike, uh, oh, you're in York. Okay, so Mike, don't do it now because you'll get frost. Um, uh. Probably had it this morning, in fact. So the big thing is is not to prune that back until the, there's no more frost and then you're going to go hard. So wait until spring. You probably still get frost in York in August, yeah. I reckon. Yeah. So in September... Prune it hard, and then, and that's when you fertilise it at the same time. He said, "Amazingly, it still gave them three lovely mandarins no. this year. It gave you everything, and then died. Yes, give it everything you've got left, Mike. Thirteen hundred triple two, seven twenty. Let's go to Marianne, who's in Querreting. Hey, Marianne. Hello, hello, Sabrina. Hello. Um, I'm just wondering, would it be right to put cow manure under my avocado tree? Absolutely, no problem whatsoever. Oh, yeah, because yep. I had piles of avocados last year. Oh, how wonderful! And I don't want to ruin it. No, no, <laughs> it definitely won't ruin it, Marianne. You go right ahead and hurl a bit of poo around. Okay, I'm going out there now to do it. <laughs> okay, have Thanks. fun. Thank you. Thirteen hundred triple two seven twenty. Bianca is in Geraldton. Hi, Bianca. Hello. How are you? Yeah, good, good Bianca. Good, good. Thanks. Uh, question for you. Yes. We've got a golden cane, yeah. probably about oh, 15 years old, got lots of fronds, but they don't open. Okay. So that could be a thing called frizzle top, where yeah. they're sort of all frizzled together, but they don't actually open. Uh-huh. Um, so what you ca- it's it's to do with a nutrient deficiency, Bianca. Okay. So you need to get trace elements. Yep. And you need to spray the foliage with the trace elements as well as putting it around the ground. But when you put it when you mix it with water and you put it in the ground, it takes six weeks. If you have it as a foliar spray, then the palm will take it in immediately. Okay. Uh, so you can get a liquid, you can get liquid trace element spray that's already, it's a click-on, or there's another one you get that's liquid that, and they have it for, it's usually called citrus, uh, liquid citrus feed. Okay. And it's got the iron, manganese, magnesium and iron uh, and zinc in it. So either of those, and if you can't get any of that, just buy a packet of trace elements and spray all the foliage with it. Do it every two weeks until the fronds start looking normal. Okay. Even this time of year? Even this, yeah, yeah, yeah. Even this time of year, Bianca. Okay, that sounds good. Okie dokie, no worries. 1300 720. Uh, this from Mayumi on the text line. Mm. Um, is it okay to use Epsom salt for uh, her little pot of poinsettia? It died after using it. Ah, uh, well, you've got to be careful with Epsom salts. So you only need like two teaspoons in a big watering can. And um, so people use Epsom salts because there's a magnesium deficiency. So Epsom salts will only be effective if there's a magnesium deficiency. Yeah. So if there's um, not, can it be bad for the plant? Yeah, yeah. Particularly if you've done that on a poinsettia. Have you noticed all the poinsettias are 
um, in full red you know poinsettias. Yes, the, yes. You're looking at me. You're looking at me going, oh, my God, don't ask me that. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm pretty sure I know. I'm pretty sure I know. It's po- what people have on. on their tables at Christmas time. Oh, yeah. I know. Okay, I with know. the red brats. I have with the seen red. them, yes. So people are really interested in why when they have them in their garden, there's no red in Christmas at Christmas time, yeah. in their poinsettias. It, it only gets red leaves in winter in Perth and that's because poinsettias come from the other hemisphere. Right. So the reason we get them at Christmas time where they're white or red or pink is they put them in glass houses and they shut the light off for four months of the year and then they open the covers up so that those poinsettia plants get light six weeks before Christmas oh. and that in response to light, they get the red leaves. Right. So if you're putting them in your garden, you will get the red coming out in winter, not in summer. Understood. Mm. Okay. So Epsom salts, only use it if you yourself have a magnesium deficiency <laughs> um, or if your plants have got a magnesium. <laughs> you're better off getting the full gamut of trace elements. Okay. Um Thank you, Sam, on the text line as well with regards to our chat at the start of the show, loud noises, um, pretty <coughs> non-PG conversations by <laughs> tradies on building sites. He said, the rules are not before 730 or after 5 p.m. No loud music, dogs, swearing, drinking. You have to have a safety harness on the roof and scaffolding, mm. says Sam. So well, were they swearing? No, uh, oh, yeah, they all swear. Yeah, yeah. Well, that doesn't offend me in the slightest. Break the rules. You should um, open the window and yell at them. I know what the rules are. <laughs> Sam told me. No, no, I get on very well with them. Like I go and oh. say, so, so fellas, what stage are we up to there? I even made them a cup of tea the other day. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I don't, I mean, it's part of living in the city. Yeah. It's just there are some aspects of it that are intensely irritating. <laughs> That's fair. Like the beeping. We won't go back there. It brings up bad memories. Maybe Hello. it's because I live on my own. You know, I just say, oh, new friends to go and talk to. <laughs> That's fair. Oh, look, they probably love it as well. Um, let's go to Bill, who's in Thornley. Good morning, Bill. Hi, good morning, there. Good morning. G'day, Hi. Bill. Hey, um, uh, I've been um, out of action for for this season. Oh. Uh, no, that's no no drama. <coughs> However, I've got the weeds uh, shot up. Ah, uh, right. yes. They're not very high and they're, they're soft and seasonal. Yeah. Um, I've got a heap of newspaper. How about if I cover the whole damn thing with newspaper? Good idea, Bill. Uh, Top idea. Now, the only problem with newspaper is. If it dries out, it blows all around your yard. So no, if you can... Co- cover it. Oh, excuse me. I'll, I'll cover it with sand. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. So just like now, you'll need the newspaper fairly thick. Oh, so yeah, it will be. About, yeah. oh, okay. No, brilliant. Great idea. Breaks down, fully biodegradable and gets yeah. rid of all the news that you didn't want to read in the first place. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> Good stuff. Thank that you, works Bill. well, Bill. Thirteen hundred triple two seven twenty. Uh Julie on the text line, what do you think is wrong with this plant? Not sure of its name. Um, oh, it's it's got uh it's got it's so it's got now, when you look at a leaf, if there's something that's sort of dotted around the mid vein in the middle and it's got brown dots and it spreads out from there. Mm-hmm. Um and that is a type of solanum. Um, Beautiful purple flower. Yeah, isn't it gorgeous? Yeah. Uh, it, it, it's a sap sucker. And the reason they attack the mid vein is when the leaf is folded, that mid rib vein sort of sticks out more than anything else. So it's definitely had um, thrip. And now we've got the cold weather. The thrip will, they'll, it'll all be dying. You're in Bustleton, Julie, so you will have a bit of cold weather. If you need to, you can just spray with uh, with an eco oil, but I wouldn't bother because um, I reckon they'll be all gone now. They'll be all, all curled up and dead. Mm, um, Tony in Fridgetown. They've got their Fridgetown Festival on at the moment. Oh. Fridgetown says, uh, sounds like you need a tree change. And Robbo in Franklin River, River has already pruned his roses. Is that a, is that against the rules? No, it's not against the no? rules. Look, Look, you know. It's just as, winter, hey. It's, yeah, um, I mean, the only time you say don't prune your it's if you live in an area that you get lots of frost. So if you prune in June and you get new shoots in August 
and you get a frost that comes through, all that new growth will die because ah. it'll get burnt, frost burnt. Ah. So what happens is when the ice molecules hit the hit the leaf cells, they expand um, and burst and then die. So that's the main rule. Okay. That's and it, there's no such thing as a rule anyway. No, you, that's true. That's you true. You know, I mean, I... I'm sure you'll be fine, Robert. I break all my own <laughs> <laughs> advice because I have to do stuff when I've got time to do it and I just go, live with it. That's true. Um, <laughs> oh, no, uh, let's go to Darren in Beverly. Hi, Darren. G'day, how are you going? Good, yeah, good Darren. Hey, I'm just wondering, um, I've heard that I used to be a steel fabricator and all the filings from the saw, the steel yeah, saw... yeah. Um, and all that. Apparently, if you put that around the base of a, a citrus tree, it, it's supposed to make it grow better or something. Is that right? Well, I reckon iron filings would be fantastic for the whole garden, Darren. Oh, really? Yeah, because, I mean, it takes a while for the iron. What would have to happen in the soil is the uh, bacteria and fungi in the soil would start breaking the iron down so that it's in a soluble form that plants can make use of. But I reckon it'd be good. Oh, okay. Thank you very much. Yeah, so go for it. Okay. Righty ho. Very nice. I just had this mental image of Darren just throwing iron <laughs> filings in the garden and them landing on his eyes. Oh, yeah, you no, don't want that. He's smarter than No, no, me. you'd have to dig them in. Yes. Mm, and you wouldn't want things rolling in it like your dog rolling Ooh. in it or anything. No. No, dig it in. But I reckon it'd be good. Yeah. Uh, 1300 720. Liz from Fremantle wants to know what's attacking her hedge. Hello, Liz. Oh, hi, ladies. Morning, um, Liz. Hi, I have a um, Maria flowering Maria as a hedge. Yeah. Every year about this time of the year, something starts attacking it. Um, I bought an infrared camera. Uh, Last year I saw a a rat and a possum attacking it. Oh, possums love them. And every morning I get up and I see the hole getting bigger and bigger and the plant being um, ring barked. What do I do to stop them because I'm losing a whole hedge? Yeah. Look, I doubt if it's the rats. I okay. would suspect it's more the possums. The little monkeys. Okay. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Good luck with that one. Is there something else you can plant that the possum can play in um, while it leaves the hedge alone? I don't know why it's eating that hedge. Now, there's all sorts of things about whether you should supplement feed them because it's not actually good for them, but they shouldn't be eating your Maria hedge anyway. Um, You know, I've seen possums kill very large trees because they keep gnawing off the new shoots. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Well, you know, see, the big problem is, Liz, is that with... um, with urban infill now, so the possum's range has become smaller and smaller and the amount of large trees that are left in the city are becoming fewer and fewer and fewer. Mm. So the yeah. possums are now having to find another food source and okay. that's that's the main problem. There's uh-huh. no point in trying to trap them and move them because they'll probably come back anyway. Well, it's happening every year, so it must yeah. be the same family. Yeah, it'd yeah. be the same yeah. family. So... It, look, it may be worthwhile putting a platform up with other sources of food for them. I don't think the wildlife people like that idea, but okay. um, it may just because there's nothing that you can put. There's nothing you can actually unless you net the whole hedge. Yeah, which yeah, is not I going to look. That. I mean, it may be even worthwhile trying that to stop the habit of them feeding on that. Yeah, yeah, just with a, um, a light mesh you put yes. over the fruit tree. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Okay. All just right. try that and see how that goes. I really don't think it's rats. I reckon it's possums. Okay. Oh, yeah, I think it is too. Yeah. I think it's a little family. Yeah. Somewhere. We've yeah. got yeah. a tree at the back. Would yep. they be living in that? Uh, more than likely, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and we have a laneway at the back too. Okay, so that's their roaming range. 
Um, You know, the only other thing you do is embrace the possum. Yeah. It's hard, isn't it? (laughs) It Because on one hand we say we've taken all their trees and then on the other hand we're like, you can't have my tree though. It is hard. I understand it. So when you say embrace the possum, do you mean encourage him to come and feed him? Nice food? Yes. Is that what you mean? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, like fruit. This is like a pretty fruit. serious problem. If you brought an infrared camera, we're just trying to figure out all of the possible Hey, I tell you fixes. what, Liz, you yeah. know it would be really good, though. You've got the infrared camera. Get yeah. Because the, 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 the platform where you put the fruit, where you put the, the food, has yeah. to be at the height of the hedge. And then you'll see, if you leave fruit out there, then you'll see exactly what it is that's coming in. Yeah. And that's half the battle is knowing exactly what it is that's causing yeah. the damage. Yeah. Well, I so desperate the camera cost me $600. Oh, my Lord. Oh, wow. That's how many plants I've lost. It's waterproof, everything. Yeah. So I, I would definitely do that. Start putting different bait out, well, you know, food out. Yep. Set the camera up and then and then I want you to ring us back because I would love to know what you see in your... <laughs> yeah, no, me seriously. too. We're invested now, okay. Liz. <laughs> okay, yeah. we'll watch, listen to the next, next two sessions. Okay, <laughs> fabulous. <laughs> okay, thanks, thanks Liz. Liz. Uh, 1300 We'll take one more call before we go to your song pick. Yes. Uh, yesterday morning there was snowfall for the second yeah. time this year, I believe, on Bluff Knoll and Parongarup <laughs> uh, is where Maggie is. Hello, Maggie. Hello. Morning, Maggie. Was it chilly nips down there? It was very cold yesterday Mm. morning, that's true. I tell you what, the Brussels sprouts will be sensational down there this year. Yeah, they I'm need sure they need going. ice on them to grow well. Oh, do they? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yep. So you could probably, you know, it's a bit late for you now. But next year, Maggie, pop in a crop of Brussels sprouts. <laughs> yeah, we'll do that. <laughs> what, what can yeah. we do for you? Um, I have an avocado tree and it's about 12 years old. I've got two of them and I grew them from seeds. Yeah. And they get lots and lots of flowers on and they do get fruit, but the fruit doesn't stay on the tree. It only grows to about an inch, and then when it's windy, it all blows off. Oh, yeah. See, avocado trees do not like wind. Oh, okay. Um, uh, You know what you could do, though, Maggie? You could graft another avocado on those trees. Yeah. And up, up the rate of potassium. I suppose they're quite big now, aren't they? Yes, they are quite big. Okay, so definitely get sulfate of potash around the base of them. Yeah. Uh, and I do that three times a year, and that yep. may help them hold on to their fruit. Okay, I'll give that a go. Yeah. Thank yep. you very much. Brenda. Okay, thank okay. you. Thanks, Bye. Maggie. Stay warm. Uh, 1300222720. Let's do your pick of the week. You've chosen Slumberjack Hide and Seek. Yeah, I like Slumberjack. I think they make a beautiful sound. And I can't remember if this track is actually a cover. Okay. I think it might be. Oh, uh, and I think I know the song that you're talking about. And we'll give you uh, Imogen Heap. Yes. Yes, great song yep. that's been remixed many times. Yep. Slumberjack, give us a call, 1300 How can I be so lonely? Jack, Hide and Seek, featuring Claire Ridgely, the vocalist. We have established that that is an original track and not yeah. the same Hide and Seek as Imogen Heap. Yep. Um, very different and uh, very hip and or happening <laughs> for this time of morning. Jess Strutt yeah. played Flow Rider on Focus the other day, oh, which really? stopped me in my tracks. Oh, yeah. wow. Oh, it- <laughs> we are getting so hip and get down yes. at the ABC. That's right. Well, you see, now I've got my new mates across the road, the young contractors. I like to... You know, I like to impress them with my playlist. <laughs> oh, look, I'm pretty impressed and I can't wait for the text line to take off. Um, lots of text to get through. Give us a call, 1300 Let's address this one first. Somebody mm. said, can't find Sabrina's page in the West Australian issue. Not doing it anymore. And this um, pertains to the Weekend West, which was axed some months ago um, with very little mention by anyone. Mm. It was um, sad to see so many local journalists and stylists and mm. you know, lose, their, know. lose their jobs and columns. Yeah. Um, Yep, so the West Weekend is Naymore. 
Um, and what's going to happen is it will be absorbed sort of in, in the Saturday paper. But fear not, my little gardening friends. Uh, Habitat is still so every Friday there'll be a gardening article in there. Okay. Um, and I'll just be sort of visiting people's gardens and having a nosy around their garden and sending a photographer and say, take a picture of that. <laughs> Hopefully they know this is happening. Yeah. <laughs> they don't get to, you know, pay to whatever it yeah, is. Yeah, but it is sad. <laughs> I agree. There's a lot of uh, lot of talent um, that you won't be seeing, Yeah, basically. No, it is a shame. Uh, give us a call, 1300 720. Roots and Shoots with Sabrina Hahn and Christine Layton. On ABC Radio Perth and WA. Let's go to Dave in Marmy and David, I should say. How are you going? Hello, David. Oh, no, that's my fault. Let's no. start that take again. Hello, David. Hello there. <laughs> can I ask Sabrina a question on croissants, please? Yeah, of course you can. She's right here. <clears throat> I grow large flowering croissants in pots every year. Yeah. This year, they've, uh, the white ones and the yellow ones have gone mauve. Oh, it, well, that's not, that's not that's not playing fair at all, David. It, it isn't. No. <laughs> um, okay, so they're, re, they're reverting back to one of their parentage. That's what's happened there. Yeah, they're all doing it, though. The, all the white ones and the yellow ones. Are... Yeah, because they've all come from the one strain. Oh, I see. Yeah. Now, when that occurs, there's very... You might get the white ones back maybe... Probably not, because what happens in the in the whole gene pool is there's certain genes that are stronger than others, and the parent gene has taken over. You know the yeah. the variation in your crizzies that kept them white. Oh, it's not the fertilizer I'm giving them more. No, no, like no, that. David. No, no, no. If it's I not take the cuttings this year, which way will they go? Purple. <laughs> Pardon. Purple. Purple. Yeah. Oh, that's a bit of a bind. Um, I tell you, the other thing is if you've got white crizzies, you actually have to keep them sort of away from bee distance, pollination distance to other crizzies, oh. other colours. I've got them adjacent to each uh, colours, you know, in rows. Okay, yeah. Well, the, um, the only other thing you can do there is put little little bags over them so they don't cross-pollinate. So it's just pointless taking any cuttings from these stools that I've got now? Yeah, yeah, I'm afraid so. Uh, okay then, thanks very okay, much. Okay, David. Anyway. Yeah. Thanks, David. Thirteen hundred triple two seven twenty. Here it is. Uh, can you leave the auto tune whinge music to the commercial stations? Terrible, David. <laughs> there it goes. There it goes. Well, we've made your day. You got to account um, for time to type the fact that people are driving and reaction, and, and there it goes. I was waiting, but you know what? Good, good to challenge us. Um, Absolutely. Lots of texts. In fact, um, down here, Yvonne sent us a beautiful photo of oh, her poinsettia. It's about six years old. Started life as a pot plant yeah. so just because you start small doesn't mean you can't become something and honestly they're looking beautiful this year mm. so they're a really good i mean poinsettias are tough yeah so they're a great um hardy little plant and, and um, uh, lynn said just heard sabrina describe the incarceration of those poor poinsettias <laughs> we treat prisoners and refugees <laughs> better than that they don't mind they don't mind it's all good <laughs> <laughs> You've spoken to them. Um, Charlie is in Port Headland. Good morning, Charlie. Morning. Morning, Charlie. Morning. Um, I've uh, built up my um, my worm population in the veggie patch pretty well. Yeah. But I notice if I use that, what's that, surfactant? Yeah. That it kills the worms. Ah. Now, there's, um, so you're talking about wetting agents? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So there are organic wetting agents, Charlie, that will not harm your worms. And the other thing that, the other thing that people do is they use the concentration too strong. So what happens is the surfactant strips off the outer coating of the worms um, and it kills them. So you've got to get the organic ones that are safe for worms. You know, one of the... Sorry? They are safe, are they? Yes, they are. 
Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, there is also one of the best... The problem with wetting agents is they only last for two weeks. So one of the best ways of maintaining moisture in your garden is to actually incorporate clay yeah. um, or coir or, uh, and, and, of course, mulch. Right, yeah. 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 Okay. Okay, thanks very Okay, thanks, Charlie. Thanks, Charlie. Uh, this text from Helen in Mullaloo is for Liz from Fremantle oh. with the head. She oh. says, is it possible to take a... Oh, no. Have I gone down the line? Sorry, Hel- Helen above. There's two Helens. Oh, yes, My there's bad. two Helens. There we go. Let's yes. start that again. Um, would putting a solar light onto the area where bushes are deter the possums? One can get very bright solars. We learn a lot from you. Oh, thank you. Take mm. care. Um, you know who we should bring in? Mm. Uh, we should bring in uh, Mandy and Mike Bamford. So they are, um, so they're ecologists and they work a lot in urban areas uh, for creating habitat and um, because I think what's going to happen is where with the, the density of building, the loss of trees, the loss of green space now, there's going to be a lot of pressure on all the animals that are left in inner spaces in a city to try and find spaces to live in. So if we bring in Mike and Mandy Bamford, we can talk about how we, you know, how we juggle that, that sort of, because our cities must be a place for everyone. They have to be more than just a space for humans to live in. Well, let's make that happen. Yeah. Um, usually we would have this conversation off air, but now yeah. we're committed yeah, that's, and they we're might committed. be listening. And Mandy and Mike are <laughs> absolute <laughs> heroes in, uh, I reckon they're just sensational. It's a great idea. Great people. So we'll All bring right. them in and we'll we'll talk about that. All right. 1300 222 Kim is in Kununurra. Hello, Kim. Hello, how are you going, Sabrina? Yeah, good, Kim. Hello. How's Kununurra? Is it around 34, 35? 33 today. Oh, Oh. glorious. Currently about 27, very nice. Yeah, gorgeous. Breakfast at the pump house. Ah, Um, I love the pump house. I've had had many a good meal there, Kim. Yes, (laughs) you can indeed. So what can we do? I've got a... A property in Geraldton, yeah. about three kilometres from the coast. Yeah. There's a Tipuana Tipu in the front yard. Yeah. About eight metres tall and probably about 12 metres wide. Yes. Tree. Yeah. And all the roots are now popped up into the surface, which has done not very much at all for the lawn, made <laughs> it almost impossible to cut. Yeah. Can I top dress the lawn to bring the ground level up to the yep. top of the roots yep. without damaging yep. the tree? No problem whatsoever, Kim. Okay, thank you. Won't harm thank the tree at all. The tree will love it. Okay. Yeah. That, that solves that problem. Thank you very okay. much. Okay, my pleasure. Too easy. 1300 720. Uh, Kent is in Netherlands. Hello, Kent. Yeah, hi, Sarabrina. G'day, um, Kent. I've got a 40-year-old guava, yeah. um, which I have a love-hate relationship. I love <laughs> the fact that it uh, produces about 1,200 to 1,500 guavas every wow. season. Yeah. Um, I don't have enough friends. <laughs> <laughs> We're over hey, here, Kent. I know a family of possums that I could send <laughs> your way, Kent. <laughs> it has um, four large branches coming out quite close to the surface. Yeah. I want to lop one off, which yeah. will both reduce the uh, number of guavas that yes. falls and yep. also look a bit better. Yeah. Um, is there a good time to do that? Yep, that's no problem at all. You could do that now, Kent. Okay. Yep. I'll wait for another three or four weeks before it stops bearing. Yeah, it's probably still full of fruit. Yeah. Um, but it's actually a good time to prune it to uh, prevent that from coming back. So you can either do it, well, well, harvest all your fruit first and then do it and then prune it. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, a quick question about passion fruit. I've got both Benelli Kelly and a banana and, not, and I've had them for about 
four or five years in, no, no fruit ever. No sign of fruit or flowers. Well, I'd get rid of the banana passion fruit for a start because it's an appalling weed. Um, if it hasn't fruited in, in four or five years, then that's a nutrient deficiency. So you need to get trace elements all the way along the root run okay. for your pashies. Thank you, Kent. 1300 222 On the topic of fruiting trees, mm-hmm. um, my brother uh, gave me a call and said, look, I really need to speak to Sabrina. My lemon tree is about to fall over and I don't know what to do. And I said, it's a lemon tree question, <laughs> but I think it'll pass the bar. Um, and then he said, I'm just going to try and pick some of the fruit off and see if that makes a difference. And he picked off, I don't know, three massive tubs of lemons oh and all of a sudden Lord. this tree went, was just perfectly upright. Um, and, and so, yeah, he just hadn't accounted for the fact that it, it the weight so much, and if you've got something like a eureka lemon, the lemons are so huge, and mm. when you get well, that's why whole branches snap off. Yeah, you should have seen it. It was <laughs> not in a good state next to those hedges that he's trying desperately to oh, save. Yeah. It wasn't a good time. <laughs> um, let's go to David. Where are you from, David? Tari in New South Wales. Oh, oh Tari, wonderful. What what brings you to this show? Oh, we we I've oh, I've been listening to you for the last three or four months while oh. travelling around WA. Oh, wonderful. David, that's that's damn good. We like to we like to bring in the eastern staters. Yeah, how's your trip been? Uh, very good, very good, loving it. It's a bit cool now though. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> Whereabouts are you now, David? Uh, just south of Norseman, on the way home. Oh, okay. So you're in the desert country yeah. where it'll be about minus three. Uh, well, it was five this morning. It wasn't oh. too bad. Yeah. yeah. I'm it's stunning country, though. I'm glad you've got signal. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, you've got signal, David. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I've got some uh, lily pillies in a property I've just bought. Yeah. That have been um, pruned into oh, a bit bigger than metre square cubes. Yeah. And the trunks are about 150 to 200 across. I'm wondering if they can be moved successfully. Uh, yes. Now, where is the property? Uh, a bit north of, about 20 k's north of Taree in a place called Upper Lansdowne. Okay. All clay soil. I'm on a ridge. Yeah. All clay. Yep. You can move them. You're going to have to have equipment. Uh, um, and you can't do it until spring. Okay. So definitely do not do it in the cold. Yes, I've, I've moved too. Uh, it was in January. Yep. Well, uh, I wouldn't do it midsummer either. No, well, they're dead. They're yeah, dead. yeah. And I moved them in the most uh, abrupt manner with a oh. snap and a four-wheel drive. <laughs> <laughs> so basically you rip the hell out of the whole root system. Yes. Um, we'll try and be a little bit more gentle next time, uh, David. And if you do it in spring and you cut the roots off nice and neatly, yeah. <laughs> um, you should be able to transplant them. Okay. Yep. All right. Okay. Great. Do I, do I fill the hole with water when I put them in? Uh, not if you're on clay. No. No, you want it moist but definitely not wet because they'll die. If, if they go into like a dam, they'll yep. die. Okay. I would be putting in sand or potting mix actually and okay. a bit of gypsum. All right. Thank you very much. Okay. Enjoy your trip, David. Yeah. It was really nice to get that phone call. Um, I know. Even though we, you know, we love the WA locals as well. We Don't do. Get me wrong. Of course we do. We love everyone here. <laughs> yeah. We're a love fest, Steens. <laughs> a love fest. We are a love fest. As you say, rocking back and forth. Rocking on, your chair. on my little chair. I'm so excited oh. to be sitting down in the studio. <laughs> Let's make a thing of this. Oh, I know. Let's do it every week. <laughs> We've got another ten minutes. Give us a call. Thirteen hundred triple two seven twenty. The text line. Oh wait. Wow, that's the hailstorm from Thursday p.m. Ah. at my house in Gosnells. Thought Sabrina might like to see it. That's Colin, oh Colin in Rockingham. Gosh, it covers like snow on the ground. And it looks quite violent in this it shot. Does, you doesn't can it? see it's kind of bouncing off. I love hail. Shock. Yeah. I don't like. I, I remember when I bought my first motorbike. I was about fifteen, and um, I got caught in a hailstorm, and oh. I wasn't wasn't keen on the hail Hang at on. that point in time. Fifteen. Were you on a learn? Plate. No, because you're in the country. You oh, don't go you're on, not on. You don't anything. go on. You don't go on proper roads, Steens. You, you hide away in the bush. Good point. Good point. Um, let's go to Sue in Greenhead. Hello, Sue. Hello, ladies. Hello, Sue. I have a problem with a very recalcitrant olive tree. Ah. Olive. Mm. It it's won't give there. you olives. No, it's been there about. Mm, 
Oh, 16, 17 years. It did once. Oh, my heavens. Two years ago, it had eight. Oh, I know. Okay, Sue, I want you to start treating that really badly. So first of all, you can go out and swear at it in the morning. (laughs) Secondly, I want you to cut off all water and fertiliser to it entirely. All right. And then I want you to prune the hell out of it. You can do all uh-huh. three things at once. Horticulture torture. Yep, that's it. <laughs> right. So how, just how much when you say prune the hell out of it? 50%. Oh, wow, okay. Yep, 50%, no water, no fertiliser and swear at it in the morning. Wow, she'll never do it again. This is like the handmaid's tale of olive trees. <laughs> all right. Okay. Um, oh, Lovely. Okay. Thank you. So, yes, and then you. ring me back in one year's time and tell me that that worked a treat. You've got <laughs> 15 olives. <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thanks, oh, thank Sue. Thank you very much. Thank you. 1300 Lorraine is in Serpentine. Hi, Lorraine. Hi, how are you? Yeah, good. That's good. Um, yes, I've got two avocados that have been in probably about 18 months yeah. and I've really looked after them well I thought I was looking after them well yeah. um, and they're probably about um, three foot high yeah. um, one is already dead, um, well it's gone black anyway mm. and the Never other a good sign No, <laughs> no. And the other one's got a bit of green left on it Yeah. Um, and also I've got the same thing happening with my black sapote oh. uh, but that, um, and that lost its green part of it on its leaves about um, uh, three months ago. Yeah. Um, and I know that I've sort of built it all up thinking it was the right thing to do because of the clay. Yeah. But um, I've still lost them. So do yep. I have to build them up even higher? Yep. Your sapote is not going to do well, I'm afraid to tell you. doesn't like heavy soil at all. As soon as avocado roots get a bit sodden, they're gone. Avocados will not tolerate clay soil. So you build the soil up, but you have to remember that the roots of those trees will go down much more than a metre. And with the rain we've had particularly recently, if you're on a clay band below that, the water doesn't doesn't run away, doesn't percolate. So they're sitting in sodden, thick clay full of water and neither the avocado nor the sapote are going to do well. Oh, gee, okay. So you're going to have to build them up on a big mound, Lorraine. So you'll have to build that mound about above ground level, about 50 centimetres above ground level, and then improve down below ground another 50 centimetres to get them to do well. Okay. Thanks, Lorraine. It's five minutes to ten. Sports Talk is coming up after the news. Clint Wielden, Sharrod Wellingham and Mark Duffield today. They're going to preview the Hawthorne West Coast match, which is taking place today as Nick Nat returns and Fremantle Carlton tomorrow. Uh, they're going to be talking to... Justin Langer uh, as well. That's just after 11am. 1300 720. Let's sneak a few more in. Monty is in Mosman Park. Hello, Monty. Oh, hi there. Okay, Monty. Um, so we've got a um, passion fruit. It's a, just under two years old and it's one of the purple varieties. Yeah. Uh, I think it's called the Big Bapa. Yeah. And has the most beautiful flowers and every flower seems to produce a, a fruit. Yeah. Um, they're green and shiny and nice and then before they fully mature and turn purple they just shrivel up and fall off okay so that is probably so they form to the exact size they're the right size Mm, probably a little small. bit small? Um, yeah. Okay, so what you need to do is you need to spray your whole vine with liquid potassium. Spray vine, so the, the bottom part of the vine with liquid potassium. Yep, yep, so where all the leaves are. Where the leaves. Yeah, and that'll stop the fruit from falling off before it's, um, you know, ready to, to harvest. Um, and the other thing that causes that, of course, is climate uh, big drops in temperature or hikes in temperature, which you can't do anything about. But the liquid potassium should make a difference. Okay. Melanie is in Margaret River. Hi, Melanie. Hello. Um, 
I have some, well, my neighbours have some apricot trees and they are giving them to us and we oh. want to know how to transplant them. That's fabulous. Well, it's a perfect time. So you'll need to prune a little bit off first, Melanie, dig them up, uh, just make clean cuts with secateurs on the root system if it's sort of been hacked with the spade. Then get them in the ground. Can you get them in the ground uh, straight away or they need to go in a pot? No, they'll go in the ground. They're going to go in the chicken coop. Ah, perfect. Well, dig a nice big hole, um, pop them in and they apricots transplant really well. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, how, How much do I prune off? Quite a bit? Take a third off. Unless they're really big, then you can take 50% off. All right. Thanks, Melanie. Uh, Nathan's in Hillary's. Hi, Nathan. Morning. How are we? Yeah, good. 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 Uh, just a quick question. Just want to try and establish a new garden at a house we've like bought and demoed the backyard. Yeah. Um, just want to... Um, uh, we're back on to earn holiday. Oh, yes, so yes, yes. What, yeah, I know what, where it is. Yeah. Yeah. I just was wondering what some good um, natives to put in. Okay, so first of all, I'd be getting some, even though you're putting natives in, Nathan, I'd be getting uh, some clay and compost to dig in with that sand, even though you're putting natives in. Now, your best bet is to go to a native nursery and you tell them that you want native, because there's a huge list, and native, uh, guard, native plants for alkaline soils near the coast. Okay, and they'll give you a whole list that you can look from. And don't forget to go for ground covers, medium shrubs, large shrubs and small trees. So mallees, you want mallees more than, you know, big trees. But it's a, a big list. But if you do the clay and the compost mixed in with your sand, you'll have a much bigger plant palette you can play with. Um, Bill from Stoneville wants to know how to stop sprouts after pruning a gum tree. Uh, well, you can't. You've got to kill the main, the mother tree because it'll keep on sprouting. So you use a uh, blackberry tree killer and kerosene mix and paint the base of the tree. Okay. Uh, We're going to end on this text here from Deep. Uh, My female friend was awakened at 6am on Saturday by tradies using power tools over the road. She went over and said it was a bit early and they gave her a mouthful (gasps) of cheek. She went home, put on her (laughs) rain... Put on her ranger uniform and returned. The boys soon packed up when she started taking down their rego number and told them all the offences they were committing. So does that make you happy or what? That's a classic. <laughs> so what you really need is a ranger uniform. I, and I love playing dressing ups. <laughs> Sports Talk is on next. Sabrina, thank you. Pleasure. Thank you for your calls and texts. Have a great weekend and we'll see you next time. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.